Welcome to Earth Matters, environmental and social justice stories from Australia and the world, produced for 3CR Radio in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. I'm Jem Rommeld. This week we're shining a light on mining in the Illawarra, which is durable land south of Sydney, with a particular focus on the Russell Vale coal mine. The industry here has a long history in the area, but locals are getting organised to restrain and shrink it for the sake of water and climate. We'll speak with Cherry Hardacre from the Illawarra Knitting Nanners Against Greed, but first up, Kay Osborne from Illawarra Residents for Responsible Mining. My name is Kay Osborne and um, I'm a founding member of Illawarra Residents for Responsible Mining Incorporated. Okay, and what is... I-R-R-M. What is this group? Uh, so Illawarra Residents for Responsible Mining uh, formed in around 2010 and we formed in response to the proposed expansion of the uh, Russell Vale mine at that time. Mm. And um, what we aimed to do was um, to advocate for responsible mining, mining that puts the health and well-being of ordinary people and of the environment ahead of corporate mining interests. Mm, okay. When you talk about Russell Vale Mining, we're sitting now in Coromel. That's right. And it's the next suburb. So it's one of the northern suburbs of Wollongong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you tell me about that mine there yeah, and what sure. the plans are? So it was, um, that mine has actually been there for a very long time. Um, not in its current form. It was two separate mines that have been amalgamated. Um, it was, um, mining commenced there in around um, 1860. So um, a very long time ago. Um and uh, it's just really in the last 20 or 30 years that uh, mining methods have developed in that mine to include long wall mining. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a current proposal, um, which is um, still a live proposal for long wall mining and the water catchment. And what is long wall mining? Yeah, so long wall mining is a method of mining which the mining companies say is the only economical method of mining in this area, the only one that pays off for them. And it involves um, a kind of a shearer going um, uh, along the coal seam. Um, a very, it's very wide. It might be um, three hundred meters wide, and actually. Um, removing whole um, sections of this, the entire, um, a, a section of the entire seam, um, which could be um, two metres high and 300 metres wide, um, and continuing through the coal seam in that manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result of the long wall mining machine going through, the uh, seam actually the gove what is left behind it's like a, a void left behind the long wall mining machine that actually collapses mm-hmm. and all the ground above um, and all the strata above fall down into that void so this okay. can result in um, sub- subsidence on the surface above the mine of um, you know up uh, anything one to two anything from 10 centimeters to up to two meters so where is this proposal up to now, what's the current status of that mine? Um, so the um, the longwall mining actually uh, commenced uh, several years ago mm. um, under a um, previous development application, major project application, despite the fact that that particular development application um, specifically 
prohibited long wall mining. Mm. Um, the the mining company actually and the department approved several long walls um, mm. as part of modifications. Um, so the next stage is a, a new project, which is to expand the long wall mining in the catchment. And it's been knocked back by two planning assessment commissions. So here in New South Wales, where um, a project is deemed to be controversial, it is referred to the Planning Assessment Commission mm-hmm. uh, by the Minister. And the Planning Assessment Commission um, may hold public hearings, uh, do its own investigations and make um, a pronounce and, and make a decision on whether that project can go ahead or not. Okay. So it's been knocked back twice. It doesn't mean that it's dead. Um, given the current worldwide price of coking coal um, and given the very um, a startling environmental concerns that actually came out of um, the opposition to this proposal, um, it seems unlikely that it will go ahead in the near future, um, but we never know. This is Kay Osborne of Illawarra Residents for Responsible Mining telling us about the Russell Vale coal mine, which is literally two streets away from her home, and contentious proposals for more long wall mining in Sydney's water catchment area. And this is a proposal for more long wall mining in the water catchment, so yeah, up on the escarpment. That's right. So um, the, it's a proposal for a number of long wall mines in, uh, just east of the Cataract Reservoir. And the Cataract Reservoir is one of the reservoirs um, in the metropolitan catchment that supplies about 20% of the water to the catchment that supplies about 20% of the water for greater Sydney area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the sole source of supply of water for um, for several um, areas south of Sydney, including mm. the Illawarra here. Mm-hmm. So the proposal is to um, have a number of longwall mines uh, near the, um, just east of the Cataract Reservoir and up to the shores of the Cataract Reservoir. Mm-hmm. And the mining company has in... Um, in its actual written submissions um, stated quite clearly that the goal of this these longwall mines in um, the east of the cataract is to raise capital so that they can go into areas west of the cataract which mm-hmm. are um, haven't previously been mined. Okay. So the proposal east of the cataract for the new longwall mines, um, this is an area that has been mined twice already. So there are um, a number of strata of coal. Um, the the first one was mined a, a long time ago. There's another one using um, first workings or what they call you know methods which uh, cause less subsidence. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a strata of coal underneath that which has been long walled, mm-hmm. and the proposal is to go into a third strata of coal, uh, the Wangawilli seam, mm-hmm. which is beneath these two. So mm. it's this triple tier mining um, has not actually been. Um, the, there are very limited examples around the world of how this has been carried out, mm. and so from the perspective of the people who have been watching these developments from an environmental perspective, it seems absolutely ludicrous that the New South Wales state government should even consider this risky experiment in triple C mining within metres of the Cataract Reservoir and in the heart of the special areas of the um, Sydney's, the, the water catchment for Greater Sydney. 
what's it been like to build support for your campaigning on this? Um, about 5 million people depend on that water supply. Uh, and for us, um, in building support for the campaign, um, it has been difficult. Uh, to be honest, I think that some people here, and people have even said this, they hear that we are mining our water catchment, and yet some part of them actually just doesn't believe that this is going on. Mm. Um, we had, were part of an alliance of Protect Sydney's Water, an alliance of 50 different groups mm. um, several years ago, which um, campaigned on this issue. Um, there is a reluctance by both major um, parties, the um, coalition government in New South Wales and the opposition Labor government, to um, even hear the concerns around this. Mm. Um, there is the sensitivity that, of course, that um, people um, uh, are working in these mines. They're working mines. Mm. And the Illawarra is an area of very high unemployment. It has um, one of the highest unemployment rates of the state of New South Wales. Mm. And so nobody likes to see people losing their jobs mm. um, in the Illawarra area. Um, furthermore, mining um, and longwell mining is becoming increasingly mechanised. So they actually need fewer people. Mm. to do the mining and furthermore um, mining companies in the area have taken the step to contract out their work so rather than actually employing people directly um, they're contracting out um, to corporations um, who will pay um, lower rates mm. um, and, and yeah, the, the conditions have um, uh, you know, gone downhill for the mm -hmm. miners. So um, mm -hmm. for a miner who's um, worked in the industry for a long time, they have more job security, uh, sorry, less job security. Mm -hmm. They're being paid less and, um, you know, are really uncertain about their future. Mm -hmm. It's really tough for some of those people working in that industry. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really important for the New South Wales state government to look at how people in this area can transition to um, other kinds of work mm -hmm. away from the mining industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's only going to go in one direction. There'll be less and less people working in the minds mm. and those people deserve support from our state government in terms of what's next um, the expansion project is actually on hold at the moment so we don't actually know uh, what's going to happen. We're sort of marking time there. Mm. Uh, for local issues, there are a couple of local issues which are on the radar for us. Mm. Um, one is the proposed modification um, to um, to uh, change um, a an alignment of a creek, which is regularly polluted by flowing through the colliery. Is this the Russellvale Colliery? Yeah, the Russellvale Colliery. Okay. That's right, yeah. Mm. And what are the companies involved? Uh, so the company involved is Wollongong Coal. Mm. Um, it sounds like a local company, Wollongong Coal. Um, it's not. It's actually 80% owned by Jindal Steel and Power, which is um, a, a, um, hold, a holding company, um, which is actually an Indian company. And um, Jindal Steel and Power is... Um, 
owns Wollongong Coal, 80% of Wollongong Coal, through an an offshore holding company, which Mm -hmm. is located in Mauritius. So it's 80% owned by an Indian company via Mauritius um, and about 20% owned by other um, corporations and and, uh, some poor shareholders here in Wollongong who (laughs) actually bought into the company at 75 cents a share. Mm -hmm. Um, The value of those shares is now, I think, 0.2 of one cent. Okay. The second project is the... um, uh, uh, emplacement area, um, the slag heap, which is actually where um, Wollongong coal dumps its um, coal-bearing uh, refuse. Mm. So um, the issue with the slag heap is that um, it is on land which is partially owned by Wollongong City Council and partially owned by the mine itself. Um, it comes out of an agreement that was made back in 1990. Um, I don't think anyone back in 1990 would have ever anticipated that 25 years later they would still be dumping coal and rubble and refuse on that site. Mm. Um, it was supposed to be handed back to Wollongong City Council. Mm. Um, but uh, the mining company, Wollongong Coal, keeps uh, moving the goalposts mm. on this and is now proposing um, not to finish off the slag heap and hand it back to Wollongong Sea Council, but to remove um, coal, effectively mine mm. the coal on the slag heap um, on the Wollongong City Council land. Wow. Process it on site, so resize it, crush it on site, mm. uh, and ship it off and sell it. So as someone who is a ratepayer of Wollongong City Council, this is, again, is just ludicrous. Mm. Um, and council really needs to um, finally um, act for a resolution on that. Mm. There is tremendous liability that they hold on behalf of um, the, the ratepayers and mm. the public by having um, coal mining operations on Wollongong City Council land, Mm. not even to mention the fact that it's a really inappropriate use of public land. Mm. That was Kay Osborne of Illawarra Residents for Responsible Mining. For more info or to get involved, you can find their Facebook page or their website, which is irrm.org.au. This is Earth Matters, produced for 3CR Radio in Melbourne and broadcast all across these stolen lands we call Australia on the Community Radio Network. My name is Cherry Hardacre and I'm a knitting nana. Wonderful. And what is a knitting nana? A knitting nana is a woman who cares very much about our planet. We have no planet B, so we decided that we really need to make sure that this planet has good air, clean air, clean water and is there for our grandchildren and their children into the future. Mm. And you're a member of the Illawarra Knitting Nanas Against Greed. Can you tell me about how and why that group started? Um, I started the group about five years ago um, after a visit to Bentley where there was the Bentley blockade um, and I saw what incredible work the Nanas did up there. So I was motivated to start something similar down here in the Illawarra because at the time I'd also been asked to um, organise a blockade group with Stop Coal Sim Gas Illawarra 
And having never been involved in a blockade, uh, I felt um, Bentley was a, a wonderful opportunity to learn how it all worked. Mm. And so after seeing the nanas up there, I decided when I came back to the Illawarra that we needed to have something similar here. The Illawarra is a coal mining, or was a coal mining area, very much so, and relied on it for employment. And uh, The biggest problem I saw at that time was coal seam gas. And uh, they wanted to put um, coal seam gas wells up on the, our escarpment. Uh, so we, we were doing everything in our power to prevent this from happening because it, it would in, involve our water catchment area. And um, this was the water catchment area for four and a half million people, you know, Sydney and, and all the way down. The Stop Coal Seam Gas Illawarra was an amazing group, or is an amazing group, I should say, um, and worked so hard to prevent these coal seam gas mines going ahead. So um, eventually we were successful in, in uh, the government buying back the licences. And uh, Stop Coal Seam Gas Illawarra has uh, over 5,000 members and uh, m- most of them very active in different ways. We, we had um, 3,000 people spell out Stop Coal Seam Gas on Ostermere Beach. Mm. We had another 3,000 people walking over the Seacliff Bridge. So Stop Coal Seam Gas um, Illawarra has done a lot of work. When their licences were bought back, a lot of people felt, oh, well, we're right now. Mm. But, of course, we're not. Mm. The, the government can sell those licences at any time. So we still have money that we raised sitting there in case we ever have to have a blockade or, or do whatever's necessary to prevent it happening. The Russellvale um, coal mine, owned by an Indian company, I always call it a mini Adani coal mine. They've been going for, for so many years now and they are guilty of so many things against the community. Um, their um, stockpile coal on council land, um, incredible amount of money they're supposed to have paid to our council, which they haven't. So there are, there are many things involved with, with Russellville coal mine that um, um, we're really fighting against. So the Nanas were originally call, called um, Illawarra Knitting Nanas Against Gas. Mm. And we realised that to be able to be involved in, in trying to prevent the things that were happening with Russellvale and, and mines like that, we had to change our name to Greed, mm. Illawarra um, Knitting Nanas Against Greed. This is Cherry Hardacre from the Illawarra Knitting Nanas Against Greed, taking us through the history of resistance to coal seam gas in the area and how the nanas are also now taking on coal. When, when we first started with um, Stop Coal Seam Gas Illawarra, <coughs> people were 
people didn't know about coal seam gas unless they had worked in a mine and then they were aware of it. But people, because the word coal was in there, a lot of people saw that it was just coal that we were talking about. They didn't realise it was a, a separate sort of mining. So there were people who were very cross about what we were doing but that has changed radically. The more we've informed the public and educated people about what we're on about, and because of what's been happening in the area, um, and also I think people have become more aware of things like climate change, the need for renewable energy, the, the, the realisation that fossil fuels are not the answer. Um, it's just people have become more aware and even we even have coal miners now who acknowledge that that this is the way of the future. I mean it's happening all over the world and Australia we have more sun than, than most countries, you know. Mm. We have the beyond zero emissions have said it is it is technically possible within the next decade to make Australia 100% renewable energy. Mm. I think the biggest probably the, the biggest thing that that worry for people is jobs and and that's of course understandable but there are many jobs available when it comes to renewable energy also. And, and associated uh, industries. So, yeah, like I say, um, there were people who would be angry, and I'm, I'm sure there's probably even still people who would be angry. Mm. But the coal companies down here, the Russellvale coal mine, have done their workers no favours because of, of their actions. Uh, there have been many contractors who've lost their jobs and companies associated with that have lost their jobs. So, you know, they followed a, a format that, that many of these um, mining companies follow. They come into a town, they do lots of things, very showy sort of things for the community, like sponsor a football team or like the um, Russellvale coal mine, they sponsored the um, basketball team here in Wollongong. That has since stopped. But mm. um, they do things that so people say, oh, they're, they're great. They've even changed their name from the Indian name that it did have to Wollongong Coal, mm. which makes it sound like it's a Wollongong um, coal company, when in fact it's just the name. Dear listeners, please sit back and enjoy the Nana's Manifesto, also known as the Nanifesto. Okay, it's called the Nanifesto. I have to tell you that the Nanas have a bit of a sense of humour too. Even though we see this as such an important issue, we feel that um, it's important to also keep a sense of humour. Absolutely. 
Uh, we peacefully and productively protest against the destruction of our land, air and water by corporations and or individuals who seek profit and personal gain from the short-sighted and greedy plunder of our natural resources. We support energy generation from renewable sources and sustainable use of other natural resources. We sit, knit, plot, have a yarn and a cuppa and bear witness to the war against those who try to rape our land and divide our communities. We want to leave this land no worse than we found it for our children and grandchildren. They deserve to have a future with a clean and healthy environment, natural beauty and biodiversity. And don't we have our work cut out for us? INAG's aims are to bring attention to the issues surrounding unsustainable resource exploitation, to show the people, the media, the politicians and the exploiters just how far from radical the extremists who oppose their practices are, to entertain and inform the public and bring new supporters to the movement. We aim to make protests and blockades safe, to support people assert their right to protest assertively and without personal and physical danger. We want to make sure that our servants, the politicians, represent our democratic wishes and know they are accountable to us. We are very happy to remind them of this, often. We represent many who cannot make it out to protests, the elderly, the ill, the infirm, people with young children and workers. We gather evidence-based research, multimedia and publications INAG uses this information to help safe, effective protesting by groups and individuals that actively work to protect our communities. We provide financial, practical and physical resources to assist community groups to abide by non-violent direct action guidelines in their protest activities, ensuring that the physical and emotional support are available during peaceful protests and blockades. INAG is not affiliated with any political party. We annoy all politicians equally. That was Cherry Hardacre. To join the Nanas or start your own Knitting Nanas group, look them up online, Illawarra Knitting Nanas Against Greed or all of the w's.knitting-nanas.com. Before Cherry, we spoke with Kay Osborne from Illawarra Residents for Responsible Mining. Their website is irrm.org.au. I'm Jem Rommeld and I produced this show on Darwell Land for 3CR Radio in Melbourne and to be broadcast across Australia thanks to the wonderful Community Radio Network. We'd like to thank also the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their financial support. And to get in touch with the Earth Matters team, you can email us at earthmatters3cr at gmail.com or you can call up the station on 03-9419-8377. Our podcasts are available on the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash earthmatters. The music you've heard on this show is from CatGut, and we'll go out now with the local anti-cold classic from the Lurkers, Padlock and Chain. Down at the Metro Mine down at the metro mine Who's gonna lie on that hard rail line Stop Peabody's coal digging crime 
Coal mining takes your life away. It's a dead end job, I say. Get dust on your lung, get a cold blackened tongue, and a dead planet back with your pay. Who's got a padlock and chain? Who's got a padlock and chain? Locking on tight to that coal train tonight. Tell me who's got a padlock and chain? For wool and gone people do you dread? Yes, wool and gone people do you dread? That sound up on the hill, yes, that's Peabody's drill. Cracking through your drinking river bed. Yes, Peabody is digging up that coal. The Peabody is digging up that coal. Gonna lie down on the track and make for all the coal back. Cause nobody should be digging up coal. Who's got a padlock and chain? now. Who's got a padlock and chain? Well, tell me now. Locking on tight to that coal train tonight. Tell me who's, who's got, got a padlock and chain? I'll name you their leader in crime You see, oh, we're people in minds Mr. Gregory H. Boyce, he's their leader of choice For his greed will make him pay in time We'll be standing in court one day We'll be standing in court one fine day We'll hear the judge's voice say Mr. G. H. Boyce, for your crimes you now must pay Tell me who's got a padlock and chain. Well, tell me who's got a padlock and chain. Well, tell me now. Locking on tight to that coal train tonight. Tell me who's, who's got, got a padlock and chain. 